0: Hey friends, can't wait till Wednesdays to get your Modern Mamas fix? Join us on Patreon. You can choose your tier and when you subscribe, you'll get bonus content, early access to retreat, first peeks at new swag, plus shout outs and even real time monthly virtual hangs with us.
1: Visit patreon.com forward slash Modern Mamas podcast to check it out and support the podcast. It truly means the world to us. We are so grateful for you and for this community. Hi mama, mama.
0: Welcome to the Modern Mamas podcast, We're two modern mamas with the goal to inspire empowerment, self-love, deep physical and spiritual nourishment, holistic health, and joy, no matter your journey, gender, or perspective. I'm Laura of Radical Roots. I'm a certified CrossFit trainer,
1: certified nutrition consultant, and mama to Evie Wilder. And I'm Jess of Hold the Space Wellness. I'm a level one CrossFit trainer, a licensed and certified athletic trainer with a master's in kinesiology and mama to Baron Camille. Please note that while we're here to provide advice and insights, we aren't medical practitioners and always recommend that you check with a trusted provider before implementing any changes. Thanks for joining us. We're so happy you're here. Hi friends. Welcome to another creamy ketchup episode. Not a regular schmegular one. Not a regular schmegular. <laughs> but a creamy one. And it's your hosts, Laura and Jess, here. At best. In us. the well, I was gonna say flush, but <sighs> not in the good. in the audio God. I'm not, I be can't a, even <laughs> however these sound waves make it to you. <laughs> Science. <laughs> Science. <laughs> I know. You know, if you hear that we're just kind of like all over the place through our voices, we are. We really are. You know, sometimes we have our life planned out and it's like amazing. We got a handle on it. And sometimes we're like, oh crap, we need to record an episode this week. Let's <laughs> get on. All- yeah, here we are. So that's just a little peek inside what sometimes running a podcast looks like. <laughs>
0: Yes, sometimes yes. Sometimes we are so on it, and sometimes we are less on it. But <laughs> but no matter how on it we are, our hearts are always one hundred percent. So that's hearts, the important part. One
1: hundred percent on it. <laughs> Brains, yes. not what? always. <laughs> Real life, per usual. So we're doing a topical catch up today, and we're going to be chatting about our relationships. And again, like I feel like we're just going to continue to have to preface this like every creamy catch-up episode with like we're not giving anyone any advice here. Or telling them what they should do or not do or how they should live their life or be in a relationship with their partner. But, again, we're just going to share our experiences. And especially, you know, we've had chats about our relationships, you know, in regular catch-up episodes. And we've even done episodes with our partners. You can go back and, like, check out the archives where Tim and Rusty, yeah, both came on. And, you know, we were able to kind of, like, share Relationship perspective from both sides in those episodes, but I feel like we're just doing an update. We got requested about sharing about our relationships, and so here we're going to be sharing it like in the now.
0: In the now, all the changes.
1: This isn't like an overview of
0: what we've done in our relationship since we met ten plus years ago. It's more just like right now, in the here, in the now. Mm -hmm. What are we doing to kind of just foster solid relationships and to make sure communication is there and all
1: of that? Yeah, absolutely. And I think back then. Did you guys, how old was Evie when y'all, when you did your partner episode? Oh gosh,
0: we were still in the condo. I remember that. So she was probably like 14 months old or something. Yeah.
1: So still really young. And it's funny because I'm really intrigued to hear like how things have changed or not changed because a lot has happened since then. And as they start to grow older, I mean, there's new and different challenges that kind Mm -hmm. of like come up where you're kind of like, well, I don't know, like what do we think about parenting together or how does our relationship look like now that kiddo is sleeping more or not sleeping more or we're weaning or has the relationship evolved? Like there's so many things that I think that are impacting in our lives with our kids, our locations because you guys were traveling in a van shortly thereafter, you know, that I feel like has really had the potential to kind of be challenging but also, you know, growth related. Does that make sense? Totally,
0: Absolutely. And it's funny because we're on the road right now. (laughs) You know, it's like the first time, this is the first time we've traveled in the van since October. So it's been about six months, which is the longest we've gone without some long distance travel in like two, two years, two plus years at this point. So it's been interesting coming at it from after taking a break and like now we have this home and all that. And, you know, still making sure that we're dialing in on, dialing in communication and that we are on the same page and, and all of it. So yeah, relationships are fun. But they're also they require effort and intention. I don't want to say work, but work. I mean, yes, work. I suppose if depending on what word it's all that's all uh, semantics, really. But I like to think of it as like requiring a lot of intention and selflessness and yeah, patience and love, deep deep love. So
1: it's so interesting that you said selflessness too, because you know Tim and I have, and I think you you and Rusty are right up there as well, maybe been together longer than Tim and I have been but we're going to celebrate 10 years of wedded mostly bliss <laughs> <laughs> in december and you know a lot of our friends you know are either not married or uh, and looking or have gone through a divorce or more than one divorce and no judgment on that whatsoever like i literally like have literally no judgment on any of that but we get asked a lot like why, like, why are you still together after all this time? And it's so funny because Tim and I are both like, oh, we don't have, like, there's no secret, right? Like I don't have a secret. I can't just be like, well, you've always got to remember to do this and this and this and this, and then you'll be happy because it just doesn't work that way. Right. But like, I think one thing that Tim will say is that the thing for him that he's had to practice, I'm just jumping right in, like selflessness is, he, he calls it dying to self. Like Meaning caring more about this other person's happiness, not in a way that you're like codependent or like you don't take care for yourself, but like yeah, not like martyrdom.: Yeah, not martyrdom, but just wanting this your, this person who's very important in your life to be happy and fulfilled, and he calls it a well-watered vine, like he wants to make sure I'm a well-watered vine, like I'm flourishing and thriving and and wanting that more often than not than you know his his own desires. does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And I, and it's the same. It's, re, it's in reverse for me, too. It feels like when both of us are viewing our relationship through that lens, we're both getting what we need for ourselves and giving it to each other. I don't know. It's kind of, I haven't really put a lot of thought into how to articulate that, but I've seen that play out over and over and over again in our marriage. And it's, I mean, it's not easy. Like, let me just say, like, <laughs> I'm a selfish being. We all are. I think we all are. I I think think
0: we selfish. That's yeah. how we survive for however long humans have been alive. You absolutely. know, absolutely, we have to be selfish.
1: Absolutely. Like, do I want to do the dishes? So, this is a little insight <laughs> into our relationship. When we first got married, I was like, I am never doing the dishes. I hate the dishes. My hands get like real weird. I was like, I'll always do the laundry, but I'm not doing the dishes. And so, we've kind of mostly kept that up, like all of our our marriage. But you know. to, Tim's been working a lot and under a little bit of stress with his job and stuff. And the other day I was sitting there, I was looking at the the sink of dirty dishes and I was like, God, I don't want to do these at all, but they need to get done. And I know it will help him. (laughs) So, (laughs) I mean, it's just a little thing in the scheme of things, but like, I don't want to do them. I want to sit and like read my book or like sit on the porch, but I did them anyway, because I knew it would help him. And also, you know, it feels good to, to be that person for him. Um, Not always, but when I can muster it.
0: Test. When, <laughs> when there's the attention there. Right. Hi, friends. Laura here with a quick break to tell you a little bit about one of our absolute favorite products and companies. Our friends at Paleo Valley are on a mission to help people reclaim vibrant health, providing
1: products that prioritize nu-
0: nutrient density in an industry that prioritizes everything else.
1: They believe that every dietary choice and every added ingredient is a powerful opportunity to love and care for ourselves. And we couldn't agree more. I love the Organ Complex and
0: Sea Serum for everyday holistic health support. And the beef and turkey sticks are our favorite travel essentials when we're
1: out in the van. And right now we are digging the Super Greens. They're organic, they're non-GMO, and they contain the actual ingredients that you can use that aren't going to cause inflammation. And right now you can get 15% off of your Paleo Valley order with the code MODERNMAMAS. Check it out.
0: I remember vividly the episode that we did record together I feel like we kept coming back to the word communication because you know that, and sometimes that communication happens without even communicating in the moment. Like in that, for that instance, for example, you knew because of communication throughout the day and the week and just the stress he was under and all that, you knew you because of continued communication. So without him having to ask you to do the dishes, you knew that that's what he needed in that moment, you know? And so I think so much of it just does come back to communication because if we're not communicating, it's impossible, not impossible, but it's a lot harder to be selfless because you don't know what, necessarily the other person needs from you, of you in that moment. And so I just, it's such an important piece. I know for us. So one thing that we've started doing at the end of every day, because during the work week, like our days are very full. It's a lot of back and forth. He's coaching virtual classes, coaching at the gym. I'm getting working in between. Then there's a lot of like shuffling in terms of now with drop-off and stuff for school. And so, you know, what, we always get to dinner and we talk as a family at dinner every single night, but oftentimes, you know, our almost four-year-old controls, monopolizes that a conversation. I'll like look at Rusty and be like, so what was we what was the highlight of your day and what was a challenge? So I'll say, what was the highlight of your day? I look at Rusty. And she'll go, the highlight of my day <laughs> every time. It's so funny. So, you know, that's great. We get to kind of connect on the 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 wins and like the hard part of the day. But I love our new rhythm is like I put Evie down at the and then always after I put her down, he's typically out on the couch like looking at his phone, watching videos, whatever. And then we always, like, screens down, like, sit on the couch and just look at each other and say, how, like, how are you? How was your day? You know, that kind of thing. Even if it's just literally, like, even if it's just two minutes with always that check-in. And I think that's been really helpful for us to just make sure that we're on the same page. Because if it's, like, he's like, I had a really today it was hard. Then I know going into the next day, like, I'm going to try and, you know, take on a little bit more of the, maybe the parenting or whatever it is that I can do. And so that, that's that been really helpful. Because it's, like, in the hardest moments when he does want you to do the dishes or whatever it is. like. That's typically when we might be least available to actually mm-hmm. communicate that.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I feel like it's that. I mean, Tim and I aren't like magically in tune with each other. We've definitely right. had to like work over the years to find that. But it's also just recognizing that give and take. It's like, I also know just because I'm giving in this moment or this season, or I'm giving more of my time or my energy or doing something I don't necessarily like love to do, I know that eventually there's going to be a day, a minute, an hour. And it could be later on that day where I'm just going to be like, okay, I really need, I need something. I need help. I need whatever it is. And he's, you know, most, for the most part, usually going to be able to give it to me because we've, it's back and forth, right? It's like, okay, he's taken some space, or he's asked for my help, but I've provided that. So now he's in a more balanced place to then re- respond to like my needs. So I don't know. It just seems like as the years have gone on, that's become more of a natural thing. Not always. Again, just going to continually say that. <laughs> Not <laughs> always, but it just seems like that there's more of a, like a sense of that And the communication. Like you said, is important. Sometimes I have to be like, literally, I need you to do this. Right now, I've dropped hints. <laughs> yeah. I have like told you how tired I am. I have done this. So, like, I literally need you to take the kids for a walk so I can sit here for like five minutes or whatever it is. And he'll be like, "Okay, whatever. cool." Why didn't you just say so? I'm like, "Oh my god, <laughs> I t- I, tried, I tried, but you know, <laughs> communicate." Sometimes that like direct communication, especially if your partner can handle that, is just so valuable. I don't know. Can Rusty oh, handle direct? Like, look, yeah, yeah. I need yeah. this. Okay. I need, I,
0: I as not I mean, like we really make an effort to speak super respectfully as I know, like, you know, just as long, but direct is great. Just like no being around the bush or like we also know each other's strengths and whatnot. And so I know that if, if I want him to get some things at the store, like I need to write it down or, or have him write it in his phone, you know? And then for me too, it's like, I, I know that my family, my husband require like present time from me. And so I have to remind myself, like, you know, when I write my, <laughs> like my intentions for the day or in goals for the day, I always write like slow down, pause, presence, because th- that's something that I, is not a skill for me. That's something I have to be super intentional about. So it's just like learning each other's what, have you done a love languages test? I believe yes. you have. Mm-hmm. That's huge too. And just seeing where we align and, and where we might not, and then where we can, that again requires, and if that, if it doesn't make sense to me. This isn't his, but like, for instance, wh- one of my lowest on the love language is like gifts, giving and receiving. It's just like, it's not something that speaks to me or that I, it's not how I communicate my love. And resting are actually pretty aligned. So this is just a, I guess, a hy- hypothetical example, which is kind of weird because we are supposed to be talking about our real <laughs> relationship. But, <laughs> but like how if, you would apply
1: this yeah, information. Yeah, so like if yeah. he...
0: If, love ling- if his love language was gifts, I would, it would take a, a lot of work for me to like make sure that I'm being intentional about buying him gifts or vice versa or whatever it is. So that's why that, that is a good one. For us, it's, it was interesting to see how ours changed postpartum. So for me, acts of service was pretty low the first time we ever took it before, before we got pregnant and, anything, and everything. And then after having Evie, I had her, we had her in June and then we, we take it at the new year. So by January, right, she's like six months old and the acts of service was way higher for me just because of the way that life had changed. And I I just needed more help with the things that I used to to be very, very self-sufficient and like proud of myself on being able to like do the things by myself and whatever. And so required a lot of surrender there, but it's just, it's cool for him to see that the way that, that that changed. And I think like physical touch was maybe higher for him. I can't quite remember, but things like that where it's just like, okay, like helping us align and see what the other needs and, and that kind of a thing. So yeah, it's just, it's constantly evolving relationships are evolving and what we need from each other is evolving so
1: much. It's funny that you brought up love languages cuz I hadn't thought about it in a while. But I also wonder like I don't know, I think mine have shifted as well. Like I I know Tim's is quality time. This is his top one. And we're lucky cuz we get to work together. I mean, it's not all it's not like true quality time in that like we're doing something fun together. But we do get to spend a lot of time together, and it's also funny that you mentioned like gifts. So, I would say gifts are not high on my love language, but I do appreciate, I think most people appreciate like thoughtfulness behind their gift. And Tim, oh, God love him. He tries his best. And it's gotten out to the point where he, he used to be like, I'm just going to surprise you with something and he'll get me something. And it's a lovely, lovely present. And I'm very grateful, but usually I'm like, I'm not going to use this. I'm so sorry. And so finally he's, he's finally learned to just like, ask me what. I could use or he like take no- takes notes when I'm like, "Oh, I wish I had this or whatever." And that has taken us such a long time to get to. And he's the same way. Like if I try and surprise him with something, he's so very like particular that usually he's like, "Well, I really like it, but like he won't use it because it's not like what he would have gotten for himself." Does that make sense? I would love to know like other people's workarounds on like gift-giving, like surprising people or if people have just moved away from surprises in general We've moved
0: away from gifts
1: <laughs> not really we do like
0: we'll do christmas we'll get each other like one thing and then we'll just put some fun little things in the stockings but we typically are very clear about like letting each other know what we want and then for birthdays and stuff we don't really do gifts we'll do like a we'll write a note typically on just like some paper and then maybe like a piece of chocolate but then we just we're very much more about experiences and for both of us our number one was that quality time so we know that like that's what we want the most and so we just try and lean into that as much as possible especially now but yeah the, the gifting thing I don't know I just I guess because it's a low it's low on my love languages it's at the bottom for me it's like I see it sometimes as in relationships not necessarily ours because we don't really do it that much but like as a opportunity a potential creating the potential for like an unnecessary fight <laughs> Cause like someone goes out of their way and they're like trying to get the right thing, but then it's not the right thing. And then the person, the other person potentially is like upset because it doesn't seem that thoughtful, but they did try. And, and then it's like, just like, and then there's all these like stories we could be telling ourselves about whether how much or how little thought was put into the gift. And it's just like, man, communicating through gifting to me doesn't, I'm not saying I don't like gifts. I think it's very cool to like have someone give a gift. That's like clearly very thoughtful. And they listen to something that you said, and that means a lot. But I guess where I struggle is when it's like, just trying to get a gift for the sake of getting a gift because it's the time of year when you should be giving someone kind of thing and then it's like this extra stress and i don't want people stressing over me like that i just like hang out you know and there's the whole like oh well shoot like her gift or his gift was better than mine and it's just like this spiral but clearly i'm not a gift and I, I understand there are folks who like absolutely love it and are so good at it and i've received gifts from incredible gift givers you included <laughs> so i'm just like obviously projecting my own insecurities about my my not great skills at gift <laughs>
1: I think you are per- you're delightful. I still have the necklace that you gave me, the mala beads. Oh, I thought that, those were that was like super super thoughtful. That was but like see,
0: that wasn't that wasn't for a birthday or like a, a, an event. Yeah, that's totally. Much better that. If I see something that makes me think of somebody, I'll get it and give it to them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm not good at the like pressures on <laughs> get somebody something kind of thing.
1: Yes, <laughs> and honestly, we're kind of at this age, at least in our relationship, where it's like if we really, really want something, we'll talk about it together and just be like, okay, let's budget for that. And you can like, you can get it for yourself if we can work it in the budget. So it's like, it's, it is more like, I I will say I enjoy gifts, but it's not necessarily my love language, but we do do a lot more of like the gifting, the experiences like this summer. And it's not like a gift giving, you know, holiday or anything, but we're like, hey, let's Plan an experience together with the kids, like even if it's like here a little staycation at home or whatever, and that's how we enjoy spending. I guess our gifting budget is on things like that. So I'm there with you, and I don't know if that's something that changes, or I, I would love to hear from someone whose true love giving language is gift giving, and how that like lights them up, and like how that's a superpower. Because I wish I, I wish I had that.
0: <laughs> I feel like Mallory's pretty great. at Oh it. yeah,
1: she is great at it. We'll have to ask
0: her. Like her her Christmas gifts are just so thoughtful. I know, and like, I know for Evie too. I mean, it's just she's really really good yeah. at it. So we should pick her, right?
1: Oh my gosh, yes, she is I'm wonderful. Like, I could never, Valerie. I could never gift you a good <laughs> <enough> gift. <laughs> she is super thoughtful. I bet a lot of Enneagram twos are really yeah. good gift givers because they're just in tune that way. And I will say, now that kind of transitioning away from the gift giving conversation, I love. The Enneagram has been super impactful. And this is not a, like, hey, toot my own horn, like, Enneagram coach thing. But this is really why I got into the Enneagram was when I started to look at it through, like, our relationship lens. Because, I'll be honest, Tim and I are, like, we're uh, similar in a lot of ways. But we're also, like, very, very different. And I think initially, at least, like, the first half of our marriage, it was really hard for me sometimes. Because he's, my, my top love language is words of affirmation. I just will light up at words of affirmation, which is like it's a a good and a bad thing sometimes. But he's not like he's a man of very little words. Like Laura, if you if you ever meet him, it's never like I always have kind of have to tell people like he really does like you. He just doesn't have a lot to say until he really has something important to say, and so he won't just like small talk or like chit chat. Or, like, fill empty space or anything like that. And so that translated into our relationship where he's, like, you know, he had to really work on words of affirmation and, like, speaking that out loud to me. And through the Enneagram, knowing that he's, like, an Enneagram 5, I was, like, okay, now this makes sense. Like, it's not about me. It's just that, like, that's that's not his M.O. And so, again, it's, like, it's not to say he never learned how to provide that feedback for me, but it was... Harder work for him than it would have been for me. Does that make sense?
0: A hundred percent, Rusty's similar. Yeah, for sure. I'd like coming on to him really strong. It's like we should. <laughs> I don't know if we've shared how we've met. I think maybe we have on the podcast. I can't remember, but like that makes that reminds me of rusty because like I had to. I like like c- came on strong. <laughs> like talk to me, <laughs> hang out with me, let's dance. Like he's kind of like I was like smile at him at the gym, and he's like, "Who is this?" Like, <laughs> and then lo and behold, <laughs> got him. <Get> got him. <laughs> I'm, it'd be interesting to see Rusty and Tim, like, in a room hanging out. It'd probably be a lot of silence, but they would, like, you know, still still really like each other.
1: Totally. And I feel like they would be the dudes that would be, you know, like, hanging out, like, surfing or snowboarding. Like, not really saying anything, but, like, spending yeah. time together in that way. Because that's how Tim is. Like, he likes to spend quality time. Like, side bike. We call it shoulder-shoulder time. I think someone else came up with that description, but just, like not necessarily talking face to face, but doing something together. So yeah, it would be interesting to see them together.
0: Yeah. That reminds me of us like driving. Like for instance, we just drove a lot of miles. We would drove from Washington down to my parents. It's a lot of hours in the car. And like, you know, it was just a lot of, I wasn't, I tried not to be on my phone a ton. And especially when Evie was sleeping and we weren't entertaining her, just a lot of time, kind of like we would sit there. Kind of in silence for a lot of it. And like looking out the window, clearly both deep in thought. It was nice to have space to just like sit and just think. And then, you know, one of us would think of something and like start a conversation. We'd talk for a while and go a lot back and forth about like, you know, just current events, life, state of the world, etc. And then, and then we'd be quiet for a while again. And clearly like then taking time to just kind of process, but yeah, just existing together, listening to music and just not feeling like we have to fill the space with, talk for me, is it says a lot because I'm definitely a talker. <laughs> so it's nice just to be able to sit and be with somebody. And like that deep sense of peace and love is, it says a lot about our relationship.
1: Absolutely. And I, I definitely, I think you and I are a lot, a lot, a lot alike in that way. I like to talk, like to talk about what, when I'm comfortable, I like to talk about what's on my mind. And, you know, sometimes I would perceive, especially early on in a relationship, like silence is a bad thing. Like, What's he thinking? Like, what's wrong? Like, is something the matter? Like did I do something wrong? Because that's just the way my brain works, I'm not saying that's the way yours works, but so then I would just be like, like chitter, chatter, chatter, chatter. And as our relationship has like matured and progressed, it's like, oh, like silence means we're comfortable, like we're easy like doesn't mean something is wrong and I don't have to fill the space. We were in the same, we were in the car for a couple hours this week as well. And it was, it was a lot of the same, like the kids were sleeping or just kind of like quietly looking out the window. And Tim and I were just, you know, same, like chat about a couple of things and get, get quiet back and forth. And I think that has been just a, a really cool evolution of our relationship. I don't know. Yeah. How, I mean. how long are
0: you, have you and Rusty been married? We got married September of 2013, so we're going on. Oh my gosh! So this September it'll be nine years, right? Is that that math right? No, eight. We've been together for it'll be for like almost twelve. Dang, that's awesome. Almost eleven, something like that. (laughs) So yeah, and it's so funny because like we're you know back at my parents' house and staying in my childhood bedroom while we're staying here for a couple nights until we're off again in the van, and we're talking about like my sister and brother and whatnot, and like my sister's 27. I mean, she was in high school, you know, like high school when we met. And so it's just, he, you know, he's been in our family for, you know, like fully in our family because he lived with us. When we first started dating, he lived with us for like within that first year, he started living at my parents' house. They made him sleep on the floor downstairs because we couldn't sleep in my bedroom. <laughs> Guy's been through a lot, but Yeah. Things, just how we've evolved and how much we've changed. And I think it's a test some, something that we always talk about too, is like we've changed, each of us has changed so much uniquely, individually, independently, but then we both feel like we've experienced so much growth. So we've grown together. We've always, we talk about this too, like when we're seeking relationships in our lives, like that we want to welcome in, because we're very protective of our, the sacredness kind of our family unit, the three of us. And as we've gotten older too, and, you know, parenthood and all that, I think, has made us even feel that way more so. And that, like, we were talking about this on the drive. Like, there's only, I guess, every human only has space for six, like, really deep relationships. And so, we were talking a lot about that. Like, who, who are those people for us and where do we align and, and just all of it. And so, I guess, just prioritizing the two of us, but then seeing the ways that, oh, this is where I was going with that. Like, we've really tried to continually raise each other up and, like, push in a positive way, betterment and growth. And we've seen that play out. Obviously, there's a ton more room for growth, but we're just always checking in with each other and making sure that we're like we're aligned and all that. And so just wanting to also invite others, be open to others in our world who kind of do the same for us, so making sure we're aligned not only in our relationship with each other but then also in the relationships that we make space for in our world as well, because I think that the people that we surround ourselves
1: with definitely impacts our relationship with each other, too. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, a hundred percent! I haven't never heard that about the six people, but it actually makes a lot of sense. And I'm gonna have to sit, like chew on that. Maybe I'll I'll have process that a little bit in time for our like regular catch up episode. Because yeah. man, that's like really deep stuff. It is. And that doesn't mean you can't have romantic right. relationships. Right. It's like
0: the really deep, like the person you could just sit in the car with for two hours and not mm-hmm. talk, but, mm-hmm. and then start talking and somehow have been thinking about the same thing. Kind right. Of thing. Right. Oh my <laughs> you gosh. know, it's just like, it's, it's really fun to think about. And it also makes me just really like value those relationships mm-hmm. because they're so special. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Hey friends, dropping in to chat real quick about one of our most long running and well-loved podcast sponsors, Beekeepers Naturals. In case you missed it, Beekeepers has gotten a new look and a new product while still being the same amazing company we know and love. At our house, we have two favorite products. For me personally, I love the bee elixir I use it before big work periods, podcast interviews, whenever I need an extra brain boost. And then all of us love the Bee Powered Honey. It's phenomenal. Evie loves it on her Evie Sourdough Pancakes, and I love it on my new favorite, slice of toasted sourdough, butter, avocado, a drizzle of that honey, and then a sprinkle of sea salt. It's so good.
1: Sounds amazing. Not only are they continuing the tradition of making amazing bee-powered products to support health naturally, but bonus, their mission is all about saving those precious honeybees. We love, love, love that they're a certified bee corporation that cares about people and the planet. My first and forever love will always be the superfood cacao honey that has become a staple on Saturday morning pancakes in our house. I also can't wait to try the Bee Soothed Honey Lozenges with Propolis zinc and vitamin d for extra immune support
0: and did you know that bees are responsible for every third bite of food you eat their products have truly become a staple in our health and wellness journeys and we're so happy to share our love and support bee health around the world
1: Did you also know that grazing animals rely on bees to pollinate their nutrient-dense grasses? Those bees are working! If you want to see what these products are all about and be a part of supporting our tiny little friends, don't forget to visit www.beekeepersnaturals.com forward slash modernmamas and or use the code modernmamas for 15% off your order. Stay buzzin', friends! It's funny how you say... Or you said, so I was in the car with my sister recently. We had a death in the family. I haven't, I don't think I shared that on the last episode, but we did a quick trip for a funeral, like all the way across Texas. Anyways, I was in the car with my sister and her relationship always is intriguing to me because she married her high school sweetheart and I'm seven years older than her. So I view her, or I did view her oftentimes as like, more like I was the mom kind of, and like in our relation like our parental relationship, I did have to do that role probably more than a normal sibling would have, but anyways, we were talking because i I did not like her husband because we all went to high school together, and I just he you know they were young and like made mistakes and stuff, and when they got married, I was still kind of like having to like struggle with it because of course, I just wanted her to be happy, right, and so. Anyway, they got married before Tim and I got married, and they've been married for 10 years. So, just a, they're a little bit ahead of us. They have two beautiful kids, and they've been through like this is not about their marriage, but more just like relationship relationships that I see that inspire me because they he was in the army he was deployed for most of their marriage she like put herself through nursing school with two kids she's now like a nurse practitioner she's just really super proud of her but we were talking about marriage and she said the same thing that you said she said I think the reason why and they're still they're really solid and you know they both grown together and she's like, that's the reason why I think that we're still so solid, that we still love each other and cherish each other and want the same things in life because they've obviously grown immensely. Like, a lot has changed since high school. Two kids and careers and getting in and out of the army and, you know, dealing with all the things that come with deployment. And she's like, the most important thing is that we grew together and not apart. And we gave each other space to change, but like, they always had kind of like their eyes on the same end goal right like does that make sense yeah 100% it's like
0: and again it's like, full circle comes back to communication because you can't yeah. have the same end goal unless you're consistently mm-hmm. checking in and make sure that you're still aligned mm-hmm. like I think about end goal shift it's just a matter yeah. of shifting together kind of that's cool yeah. I don't think I knew that much about her I don't,
1: yeah like, Sam she's she's my middle sister she has taught me a lot she ta- teaches me a lot about being a mom about you know being a partner and I don't know. I'm just really really proud of her, but it and it also goes back to people ask me again like well, they don't necessarily ask me this particular question, but when I when I talk about why I feel like Tim and I feel solid right now in this 10th year of marriage is because I do feel like I have people in my life who I can look at their relationship, kind of like mentors and be like, "Okay, like this can be good. Like this can be really really mutually healthy, like this is what marriage can look like. And like I just have a few key relationships in my life that I can just constantly look to and and kind of ask for advice and just, I don't know, that I'm inspired by. Like, do you have anybody in your life that you yeah, are inspired I do. by?
0: And I think it's funny because I think back to like earlier in a relationship when we were making really good friends and stuff. And I remember thinking like I want to be kind of just like them. I mean mm-hmm. there's a couple different couples that I remember thinking that. And now as wrestling, and I have grown closer and I've gotten to know maybe these other couples better and whatnot, I, I realize that there's no perfect relationship right. and it's, what's cool is being able to take bits and pieces. Like, Oh, I really like that. I like though that that they've set that intention or whatever it is, but Oh, maybe that wouldn't work for us. Right. I don't mm-hmm. love that as much. And so just remembering that there's no perfect relationship yeah. and, and everyone struggles <laughs> and, and I just take like, what's what fits and what doesn't and what's going to serve as a couple and then also being open to the fact that those things can change what worked for a while might not be anymore and that whatnot
1: I think it's even more impactful when you see a a couple that or at least for me when I see some a couple that's been through some real hard shit Mm -hmm. and they're still like dedicated to like making it work and again I want to go back and say like I'm not saying you have to like stay in abusive relationships or not have or not have healthy boundaries or like be codependent or all of these many things that can be like unhealthy things, I guess, in relationships. But like, you know, making it through those challenges that are just come with life and being dedicated to like making out on the other side together. That's what really inspires me. Like my, my sister's been through some really hard things and thinking about my friend, another couple who, you know, lost a, a baby like like a late term pregnancy loss. And they're still as strong as they ever were probably stronger. That is what really inspires me,
0: mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Like the, the real life shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cause we're all in it. And you know, like we can talk about like the Instagram highlight reel and you see these like perfect couples there. And again, I don't have any issues with the, the highlight reel situation mm-hmm. on Instagram. Cause we talked about this. Like if I'm having a hard time with my partner or my kid or whatever, I'm not going to, I'm not going to air that or to have my phone out and be taking pictures or whatever yeah. <laughs> I in this space, of course. But anyways, all that to say, like the strongest relationships have been through the hard stuff mm-hmm. and have come out stronger,
1: you know? Yeah, totally. So how do you think, Your relationship has changed in these last few years of parenting, you -hmm. know, being in the van and like, what's kind of like your biggest takeaways or things that you learned that you were, that you went through that you never expect. I know this is like a big question, but like, I want to hear your like perspective or if anything has shifted since we last kind of chatted about relationship stuff.
0: That is a big one. I mean, just a lot, I guess, like we've always been super aligned and like going into the van thing. Right. We were both really aligned. This is what we wanted. We wanted this adventure. We wanted this. And then as we were in it for over a year, it was like he didn't want it anymore. I mean, he he still wanted to keep the van and have it as like our adventure vehicle, but he didn't want to live in it anymore. And we talked about that when we did our like van adventure recap. And I think that was the first time where it's like, oh wait, you know, we had to kind of like have that kind of conversation of, well, I kind of still do want to do this, but he did it and Evie didn't. And that's when I was like, okay, you know, I need to really lean into self-assist there and and think about what's gonna be best for the family and and it took a lot of communication with Rusty and I to kind of realign and we were in last last holiday season, so not Christmas twenty twenty, but Christmas time twenty nineteen was really tough because we weren't we were in the van still, but like at his mom's, which was, was such a gift to have that space, but it wasn't a good spot like for our family to have our to be aligned and to have our own space to just be and communicate and whatnot. So like figuring out next steps there, it just it, like the communication. is. So that's why I keep coming back to it because you know, Russ and I aren't always hundred percent aligned on everything in terms of like where we want to be living and what we want to be doing, but it was always a conversation and never is it like, well, this is what I want. End of story. It's like, okay, here's what I want. Now I want to hear what you want. And so just making sure that we're always aligned. And, and, and at least when it comes to being aligned on prioritizing communication, like figuring out like, okay, it wasn't working to, be continuously on the go for him and financially for us because he had some career. The career stuff's been been tough in terms of like he was working seminars for CrossFit and then those they stopped having the kids seminars. They stopped getting them and then it was like okay, well now we need to figure out what's next and then seeking different career paths and just making sure that we're always communicating there and where we want to be. And then it was like we're back in Santa Cruz, but then we knew that realistically like that wasn't going to be a long-term place for us because just it's too expensive for the life that we want and then these evacuations happened and and then it was like okay well what are we going to do now we both really wanted to be in Bend, but it just no matter how hard we try to get a rental and everything like it the universe wasn't having it and then you know then we find this chance to come up and say in our friend's place up here and we're up in washington and and just making sure that we're always communicating on like okay how are you feeling about this what feels good to you does it feel good to me too you know, and being open to communication from the universe, but then most importantly, with each other. So I don't even remember what the exact question was, but I think things were a lot simpler before a child. <laughs> you only take into account two people's desires and wants and whatnot. And and now it's like, you know, when you have a baby, from my experience, there's always more than two two people's amount of work to be done. Someone told me that once and it stuck forever. It's like, once you have a kid or kids. You know, it always feels like you're you're taking on more of more than fifty percent of the work because there's hundred percent of work to be done and things done all the time, and so that makes things more complicated. Then you add in the nomadic living and the moving and moving and moving and and all that, and like you know, just this year and all of the in intensity of it and polarity of it and all of that, and just to just to know that we've through it all, we've stayed so aligned in terms of like priorities listening to each other and what really matters. I think we've gotten so much stronger. Like our relationship right now is it's so solid and I'm just so and I'm so proud of him too. And like, you know, there's been a lot of waiting and, and pursuing different career paths and, and to have him like have this job as a firefighter. And it just feels like so many things have come full circle. And I don't know how many of you knew this, but we lived in Washington. We were in a really tough spot. I was especially mentally and emotionally back in like 2015 we sold everything and, and that communication there, like that took some, he was in a job that was very fulfilling to him, but it was also sucking his soul and I was not in a good place. And so we, we, we like sold a bunch of stuff and just moved up to Washington and bought a house. And now, you know, six years later, we're back there and so much has happened in in the interim, but I think it's really such a full circle moment where we've been open to listening to the universe and like what's calling to us and where we want to be even if we didn't know we wanted to be there (laughs) just like coming back full circle and starting this life here and him getting this job and it's just been really cool to to watch it unfold and his patience is always astounding to me so I don't even know what I just said but
1: those are are good thoughts those are the thoughts we need I mean just following your train of thought is is always a good thing and that and everything made perfect sense to me at least but (laughs) oh same question yeah. So I don't even remember the question I asked you, but I think what I... Like what's change? right? Yeah, since having kids? Kind so, of? Since, since having kids. So Tim and I weren't married that long before we got pregnant. So mm-hmm. it's it's interesting because we've definitely had more of our togetherness, way more of our togetherness has been with kids. And I think the main thing... So having two... Well, even having one, I mean, the main thing that changed when, when Bear got here was, you know, I, my attention really shifted. And I know Tim's did too, obviously caring for Bear in the ways that he could, but like me as the primary, like this baby is literally being kept alive by my boob, (laughs) you know, and my body where I really, a lot of my focus and attention was on Bear and Camille in those early days. Tim had to, and I'm kind of speaking for him, but we've had this conversation, to really learn to figure out what his role was in those early days when, you know, I mean, a lot of his role was, like, supporting me and supporting Bear and obviously holding Bear and changing his diaper and doing all the things that, like, a partner can do who's not the one who delivered the kiddo. But, you know, it was cool to see him step into that role, and he he's kind of a selfless Guy by nature, so it wasn't like hard for him, but it was really hard for me. I didn't realize how set in my ways I was and how I say selfish, but again, I don't mean that in like a negative light, like how just focused I had been my whole life on taking care of one person myself. And so I think that shift was actually really good for our marriage to kind of look outside of ourselves. And sometimes it was to each other and sometimes it was to our kids, but that has kind of carried on over into these later years where our kids are becoming more independent and like really they need us equally, I guess, because there's no longer attached to my, my, my breasts. And we can both really fulfill those roles in this similar ways. And I'm like just really rambling, but the thing that has really changed is just seeing us become a family unit has really deepened my love for Tim. Honestly, like watching him, yeah, become a <laughs> become a dad. Like it's one so of the powerful. yeah, it's really powerful. And I know it's gonna sound like a big giant cliche, but like I think it's really sexy mm-hmm. when he was like baby wearing our babies, like when they were tiny. I was like looking at him and be like, what? Like I don't know, like. Yeah, like total hottie. And that has just continued to carry on because he continues to walk on that journey and just rise to the occasion. Like, I just really think that he's an amazing father. And so I don't know what I'm trying to say. The, The biggest things that I wouldn't say changed, but that have really deepened is that we just really like each other. We really enjoy each other's company. We really laugh a lot. Like, I mean, just a ridiculous amount. We do ridiculous. Like if anyone ever wanted to do a reality TV show and like follow us around like they did with Nick and Jessica Simpson, I mean, oh wait, her name was Lachey, right? I don't know. Anyways, back in the day, whatever they were called, they would just be like, these people are insane (laughs) and (laughs) we make no sense, but we just have a really good time and I don't know, we just really have a shared vision now, I think even more so than when we first got married. I don't know, does that make any sense whatsoever? I keep asking that, but I feel like it I'm does. just one big ramble. That's us today, I feel the same. <laughs> it does, absolutely. Ah, don't mind me, just getting my hydration on. <laughs> <laughs> as much as I make sleep and movement and eating nourishing foods a priority in my life, the one thing I always struggle with is getting enough water in my day. Since I got back into regular exercise and heavy lifting, I started using element electrolytes in my water to encourage me to drink more. As the weather heats up and my sweating kicks into high gear, really just by going outside in Texas, not only do I need the water, I need the salt, the magnesium, and the potassium too. Not gonna lie, we've also been known to make a mean margarita with the citrus salt flavor.
0: Oh yeah, us too. So delicious, a little bit of kombucha, a little bit of citrus salt, a little tequila, hard to go wrong. That said, we more often use it for our adventures. So for instance, I will fill a water bottle with water and a packet of electrolytes when we go out on our long hikes, our big adventures. And even when I'm traveling, whether in the van or flying, it just, it's so important to keep that hydration and to keep those essential minerals in our bodies all the time. And every single morning I start my day with the raspberry electrolyte drink before coffee, before anything else. And I really feel like I've noticed a huge difference in my overall energy and overall hydration throughout the
1: day. That's amazing. And one of the best parts is you can try it totally risk-free. If you don't like it, share it with a salty friend and they'll give you your money back, no questions asked. I mean, that is the kind of customer service that we need in our lives. Absolutely.
0: And because we love Element electrolytes so much, our community members can claim a free Element sample pack, which is seven packets, one of each flavor. And all you have to do is cover the cost of shipping, which is $5 for US customers. All you do is go to drinklmnt.com forward slash modern mamas to claim your freebie and try out our new favorite way to stay hydrated. We hope you love it. Stay salty, friends. Seeing the person that I love most then like fall in love with the other person that I love most. <laughs> speaking about Rusty and Evie is like, there is nothing more powerful than that. And then you know, having conversations about more kids, and and that has also been an interesting dynamic for us. And that I thought I w- we were going to have another one right away, and pretty soon after, and it's it just been it's been a longer gap than expected. And we're not pregnant now, but you know, it's there's a lot of talk about growing our family and whatnot. And so those conversations, I don't, so it's just I just want to make sure that I touch on that because I know that that can be complicated for couples too, family size and family growing. I was like, well, are definitely going to have three, and you know, I was like, okay, maybe two or three, and then it's like, wait, one or two, you know, and and those are. Big, monumental, (laughs) intense decisions to make. They're 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 big, and so just like the power of seeing the person you love become a parent, and then also on top of that, kind of another side of that is the the giant conversations, and and also this could be I understand, like, and want to acknowledge this could be hard to even hear for some people who maybe have been trying or struggling or have had losses, and just like family, you know, growing families, building families. Caring for children, it's all so complicated and it adds such another layer of intensity, an intense kind of love, but then also an intense kind of another layer of selflessness required and communica- it makes communication. I keep saying communication, but it's like it becomes that much more complicated when you do have another baby and or a baby in general. And yeah, now I'm rambling, but I think y'all kind of understand where we're coming from here with that. Bit. Like, it's, There's so much that shifts when you have kids and it's no longer just about the two of you. And there's just a lot to that for sure.
1: Yeah. And I think, again, like the communication, like, I don't know, I feel, and I just, again, want to reiterate that what Laura said, like, it's not just communication, like, oh, how's your day? How are you feeling? It's like big life questions, communication, like the willingness to have the conversations that are like weighing on your heart that could be, at least for me, like things that are on my mind that I know are holding me back from being joyful or experiencing fulfillment in my relationship. Like I am not one to naturally want to have those conversations, but Tim has created a safe space for me to bring up pretty much anything at this point. And that feels really good, but also communicating expectations has been huge because there was a time in, especially in the beginning of our marriage. And when we had little, little, little ones, it was like, I had this expectation of support or I had this expectation of what I needed and I would start to build resentment because Tim was not fulfilling my expectation that maybe I thought I had communicated clearly or maybe I was throwing hints, but I really hadn't had that conversation. Like, look, this is my expectation right now is like I'm three weeks postpartum and I can't do X, Y, Z or whatever. And I really expected you to be able to do that. And you're not doing it, not in an accusatory way. But like you said, everything's always respectful. but like allowing him to understand what my expectations are before I start building up resentment has been really huge. So whenever I start to feel resentment for anything or start to feel those, like, you know, those feelings that don't feel great towards my spouse, I'm like, okay, have I communicated this to Tim? Like, have I told him what my expectation is on on anything, whether it's work or finances, which, I mean, I'm sure we could have a whole episode about finances because that is a huge stressor to a lot of relationships that, you know, we've had to work through a whole marriage because we each bring our own, like, money story and our own, like, relationship with the finances to this, like, joint endeavor of, like, stewarding our family finances together. So, anyways, lots and lots of conversations about expectations from, you know, what way the toilet paper should be folded (laughs) down. (laughs) Please tell me you have it coming down like over the front. I have it down coming over the front. Okay, good.
0: <laughs> I love it over the top with a yes. veil.
1: <laughs> so, anyways, more rambling.
0: More rambling. Relationships are beautiful and they're hard and they're beautiful and they're intense. <laughs> and I'm just I'm grateful for our guys. I look forward to the day when they get to meet each other. I mean, you got to meet Rusty briefly. I can't wait to meet Tim, and I'm sure someday we'll all hang out, have a family retreat. It's on the, on the radar for sure. Yeah,
1: totally. I don't know. Should we even go to like sex or go save that for a whole uh, I mean, we could
0: touch on it. We, we're having more of it, like the actual P and the V now that Eve is in school. <laughs> like, that was hard in the band. We did an episode. We did, Rusty and I recorded a YouTube video talking all about it. Like, our, because we got a question on it. And so it ended up being an entire video of just like, there are so many ways to show intimacy and be intimate without actual like sex sex. And we leaned on that heavily when we were on the road. And we still do. I'm like I'm grateful for that time too, because it really just instilled this intention around intimacy that is played out, even though we have a home base now, like and it's the chaos of the week. But then also we have like designated time now and on our Fridays, you know, we have like our dates and just like it's it's a much simpler process now that we have a house and two bedrooms, obviously. But it's definitely something we prioritize as often as we I, and different couples are different with this, and I totally understand it. I think it also comes down to love languages. There are some people who like write it in a calendar, and no matter what they do it, even if like one's not on board or they're both kind of tired or whatever. And we always we always make space for it, but then we communicate on like what or do we actually like are we up for this right now? And if not, we'll still spend that time together, kind of thing. If that makes sense. But it's definitely on our radar all the time, especially right now. So it's it's great. And my, like, there's never TMI here, but, like, my, I take a lot better care of myself in terms of, like, eating enough food and not over, like, when we first met, I was definitely over, I was, like, ortho, not orthorexic, like, female try, like, just working out too much and not nourishing myself well enough, like, vegetarian, doing all the things, like, had no cycle, and my libido was shit, and we still had plenty of sex, but now, you know, I'm in my, I'm 33, and my libido is probably better than it's ever been in my entire life, because, like, my hormones are a little bit more dialed in, and and so that is fun. Yes. Yes. (laughs) It makes it a lot, it makes the intimate piece and like the sex piece a lot easier and more enjoyable when libido is high. You can probably do a whole topic on boosting libido with some expert because, man, it shifts so much of life. I think, in my opinion, my personal experience is that having a solid libido makes life really awesome because it plays out in a lot of other things. I know that if my libido is high, that I'm like well in other areas too. You know, it's kind of like having a solid cycle. It, it's a sign that you're healthy. And my, obviously my husband loves it.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say like, I, there's different seasons for us. Like there's seasons where we're like looking at each other, like hard eyes, like what bounce you go out like all the time and touchy feely and just like very into it. And then there's definitely been seasons I can look back where it hasn't been on my radar it's like the last thing that i want to do or you know vice versa for him not quite so often for him but you know what i mean like there's just seasons of life where it's been different levels of importance but i will say that when i started to just like what you said look at my overall health because i do think it's kind of like another indicator of just overall health and wellness when i started to exercise less intensely or be more mindful about my movement. When I started to actually nourish my body and like get my digestion under and my hormones looked at like just knowing that has been a game changer for us. But yeah, I mean, it it's an important part of our relationship too, but I will say like if you're in that season where you're like it's like if you're touched out, I remember like having two young kids and just being like I swear if someone wants something from me, like anyone, I'm going to like runaway screaming from this house. And so there are moments where I had to like really work through that. But again, it was like back to communication. Like if I wasn't ready or it wasn't a priority for me, I'd have to really communicate that to Tim and be like, it has nothing to do with you. This is not like your fault. This is how I'm feeling. This is what could help. this is what I need. So again, just going back to that communication. And that's always been a priority for us is communicating. And then working back to get it, having like that healthy, like intimacy, we have fun. Like that's mm-hmm. the biggest, like the biggest thing for me. And Tim's probably mortified if he hears me talking about this, cause he's just like a private person, but like, it has to, like, I like to laugh. Like I like to smile and have it. Yes. Like, obviously it's sexy, blah, blah, blah. But like, you know, like it, it's, it's best for me when it, we're having a good time, we're enjoying each other's company. Do you know what I mean?
0: Oh, yeah. I don't know that's, if that's, like, just a me thing
1: or if, like, I don't know. That's, like, a normal oh. thing.
0: <laughs> Laughter. Playing. Like, you know, adults need to play. Grown-ups need to play, too. <laughs> yeah. So, like, making space for us to be able to play. Not just always playing games with Evie, but, like, for us to, like, laugh back and forth and mm-hmm. play games. And, go like, for us, going on hikes, being outside, going for walks. Like, mm-hmm. just laughing, watching watching something together. Like, mm-hmm. all of that.
1: That's part of it. That's part of that's intimacy, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. what kind of totally. segues into those actual sexual moments it's like all of the other stuff
0: mm-hmm. you know what I mean accelerators
1: yeah accelerators we yeah. should get Lori talking about those Come back. <laughs> yeah Lori was on the
0: podcast and she came to one of our last virtual retreats and talked a lot about sex yeah and the accelerators and the brakes they are the yeah. brakes yeah all about them accelerators
1: <laughs> <laughs> on that note I feel like I mean, we just scratched the surface, but I feel like we kind of get a little glimpse into our relationship with that chat.
0: Oh, yeah. That was great. I know it happens all the time. We're like, I'm not sure what I'm even going to talk about. And then it's like, oh, we have so much to share. Always. <laughs> Two talkers.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yep. And just to, again, reiterate, like, it's just sharing our experiences. If your relationship doesn't look like ours, that's also fine. Like, oh, yeah. you gotta do, you do what feels good to you, both of y- y'all yeah this is just our our experiences shared <laughs> in truth yes <laughs> all right friend. well Thanks I hope so. you have good rest of your travels where are you headed to next are you headed back home
0: no next tomorrow we're going to my mother-in-law's in Paso Robles central coast and then back up for a couple nights in Santa Cruz with our some of our best friends and then I get to see Melissa for a baby shower and then then home then medford for a night medford oregon and then we're gonna go all the way back up so a week from monday a week from today it's gonna be a big drive but over the course of this next week we get a lot of just like short little jumps from here to there
1: cool awesome yeah. well i'll be stalking you on the instagrams <laughs> perfect <laughs> <laughs> all right friend all right, love you bye love everyone you. thanks for listening bye bye, bye. Thanks for listening to our podcast. See you next time. Bye.